You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Uh, I am here to co-host this mini-sode, and hopefully I sound less echoey, because I installed sound panels. You do sound smooth and sensual on my end, yes, so... Yes, I'm killing it over here. I should get paid Just, for this shit. I, yes, you should. I agree. <laughs> and I could also be paid. If we could get paid, that would be sweet. Yeah, when is my paycheck going, folks? Uh, it'll be there. I think I sent it to the wrong Chicago. Yeah, yeah, there are. It's Chicago, um, Kansas. Vermont? <laughs> There's two of them. Um, There's a lot of them. Chicago, very popular <laughs> yeah, name for cities. Extremely popular name for cities. Um, we are here yet again to give you, uh, a peek into what movie we'll be covering next time. As well as to answer your non-existent questions and talk about... Movie trailers and news in a way in which you never asked us to. But you're stuck with it because, let's face it, you're just trying to kill 30 minutes at work. Hell, maybe your uh, podcast app just hit autoplay. Uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, if you don't hit next, you'll never hear that episode of How Did This Get Made. <laughs> but just hold on, just for a little just, bit, guys. I, yeah, what I meant to say is hold on, because you know you came this way for that trademark self-deprecation. Um... <laughs> And a lack of ads. That's why our podcast is successful. And uh, uh, that that leads to my next point. Uh, Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that can provide you. <laughs> if only. If, if only. only. Squarespace is, I use it for my website because I'm real lazy. Where is that me undies money? That's where all is I'm the, saying. At, at, where is even, like, I'll take stamps.com at this point. Yeah. Are you telling you going to the post office? still in business. <laughs> They spent too much money on podcast ads. <laughs> they did, trying to sell stamps to people who <laughs> probably did not need stamps. I don't know if the market for podcasts You know is... what's a good format to market stamps in? Uh, podcasts. <laughs> people, people who are into really digital things, they're sending a lot of snail mail. Oh, they totally are. Millennials, they're the future of postage stamps. It's sad that uh, someone had to say that out loud, and then a bunch of room people in a room had to agree with it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's. They must have then lost their jobs and started working at the actual post office because that would explain why it's the way it is too. <laughs> but I digress. Speaking of things that are old, we saw Old Man Logan, which is not called that; it's just called Logan. Last week, not a lot of comments. I, I don't think, or none that required a reply. Uh, I just haven't seen the movie. Check it out. I disagree. Uh, our good friend Bob chimed in. Uh, uh, to to let us know his thoughts on, on oh god I didn't have it up <laughs> why did I bring oh, it up oh, no. I wasn't ready post cut this oh, I'm not going to because it's a lot of effort to edit and I just don't care <laughs> um but our our friend Bob chimed in um burr, 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 to let us know that uh he did not have trouble suspending his disbelief for the various child mutants and their various powers um but he did draw the line at a limousine that seemed to be able to take an infinite amount of damage (laughs) something that i very much agree with i but it's just to show you how good limousines are manufactured Mm -hmm. also do you think that's what's really important we didn't cover this in the podcast but there was a lot of work that got put into making the cars look futuristic but not in like a way that was yeah not absurd which I appreciated because I think that's like a thing that thing that like movies and stuff do sometimes they're like it's 15 years in the future shit's gone crazy it's like no it hasn't 
like, we've kind of peaked, our, and it's not going to get much crazier for a while. Our cars drive sideways. That was the thing, like, Minority Report. Like, all the cars were self-driving, which was prophetic. But then they also drove sideways. I'm like, fucking why? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they, like, went down, like, like highways were, like, vertical. Like, they went down the yeah. sides of buildings. What's that saving? Also, I think that movie was much further into the future, wasn't it? I think so. But still, um, yeah, there was a lot of self-driving trucks with no cabs in that movie, which I think was a cool thing to, like see but never yeah. have mentioned i what the only thing about it was i was like yeah okay i mean i get what you're trying to do but the cab is where the engine of the vehicle oops is. <laughs> didn't think <laughs> about that driving the vehicles are driving without it not really how science works so uh, that bummed me out that's fair but that's the future guys uh another comment driving semi. another comment that wasn't written down but discussed out loud was uh my wife and i uh i saw the movie a second time no, what nothing <laughs> I saw the film. God damn you! God damn you! I saw the film a second time, uh, and my wife. Uh, oh, I know what you did now. Um, my wife. <laughs> Son of a bitch. He caught up, guys. I caught up. Uh, my wife really enjoyed it, uh, and she had an interesting comment when we left the film. She said, "Well, if X twenty three is a clone of Wolverine using his genetic material." Then would that stand a reason that the other the other mutant children were cloned from other notable mutants? And it seemed logical to me. And so we were trying to um, theorize as to which mutants maybe belong were the clones of other uh, actual mutants in the X Men universe. I don't think they're technically clones. I think they use their DNA to create like fertilized eggs well that's so i think it is literally like it's their their children not right their clone. Well, yeah oh it's fair but i mean that's the, that is also similar yeah. to how clo- so cloning is as, as we know it um and that's the way they make it sound in the movie is they do reference that they tr- what they did was the group tracked down the remaining mutants and then took their genetic like took dna from them and then killed them like eradicated them right that's right what the group is hunting the girl so yeah, I, some of them definitely had some crappy powers. Uh, <laughs> I guess you got Frostman, you got Iceman's kid. Yeah, we didn't see a lot of them. We saw we saw Frost Breath. We saw uh, some telekinesis coming out, of, uh, which is interesting though. That the leader also had like psychic powers. That seemed like a yeah. Thing. I guess uh, the kid who I forget was he's actually a character from the X Men, but he has the exact same power as the X Men villain Avalanche. I think is his name, or maybe he's not an X Men villain. Which one? Anyway. The kid, who, the person who can like control the ground. Oh, control like the, nature. Like the leader, the leader of the kid. Yeah, that's his ability. Is he can move the ground? I forget what his name, the, the character's name is. Well, I believe but, the uh, the leader of that pack of kids at Eden had the psychic powers because he lifted like that giant tank. Oh, I, but there was a kid. He, there was a girl who was controlling like leaves and like dirt and like grass. Yeah, yeah. She just was really. Uh, Which made that death of. Um, of Pierce, pretty uh, pretty haunting. I mean, he's like being frozen, pinned, crushed, and like wrapped in grass. Uh, not great. Yeah, it was not a great way for that dude to go. No, <laughs> I would have probably preferred to be the guy who got shot in the face. That's true. But uh, you got to pick. We're not here to to to. Richter. Ta- <laughs> that was the Richter. that's the kid's right. name. They spelled it wrong, and his ability is he can do uh, he can create earthquakes. Oh okay. Oh, that's what and he does. <laughs> hmm. Anyways, 
you were saying. Oh, um, we are not here to talk to you about the leftover thoughts from our previous uh, episode. We're here to talk. What ta- we are here to talk to you about is that Minority Report takes place in 2054. Yeah, let's get to that. <laughs> Welcome to. The- I'm sorry, I looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot I looked this up. Welcome to the Mi- Minority Report report, where we cover <laughs> the Majority Report. The about majority- Minority Report. We, we watch the Minority Report every week and tell you what we think about it. Um, oh that's a real podcast, by the way. I think it's called like, the worst podcast ever, where they watch like Paul Bart Mall Club, Paul oh, Blart yeah, yeah. Mall Cop for a year. You, yeah, I thought you meant it for Minority Report, and I was like, serious? That's an <laughs> odd choice for a film. Yeah, there's a podcast where they watch the same movie every day for like a month. Nightmare. And they like they insane. Nightmare. Um. So. Uh, what I am, what we're here to, to cover for you this week is the movie we're going to cover for next week, and I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, Which no one has said since this movie came out. Uh, this is a notable step back for uh, the Marvel Universe uh, when it was trying to get the superhero uh, engine running and was having good success um, uh, with, I mean, Spider-Man came before this one, did it not? Yes, Spider-Man had already come out, I believe. Yeah. And then, but this was before the MCU, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, well before. It was pretty early on. Uh, Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man had come out the year before, as had X-Men two years before, and um, Daredevil came out the same year. So there was definitely some attempt to get the Marvel Universe up and running, Uh it didn't work um, with this. This one almost probably set them back a bit. Uh, this was, of course, the 2003 film Hulk, directed by Ang Lee. Yes, who was famous. I don't know. When did Crouching Tiger come out? Because like that feels like the... Uh, it was about two years before. Yeah, he... It, it, so it feels like he. people were like, ooh, that did really well. Let's let him direct a Hollywood movie. And they were like, how about the Hulk? And he was like, sweet. This one's going to be a real thought, a real thinker instead of a movie about a guy who turns into a monster. He's got a very strange uh, uh, filmography. I mean, as a director, he was in a number of movies that were a little um, a little lower on the radar. Uh, although the Ice Storm was, I think, pretty uh, pretty well received, which is that really intense, like dramatic, like suburban drama. Um, but then. In 2000, uh, in the year 2000, he did his probably his, his most notable work, which was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And then three years later, he released The Hulk, which did not go well. And then he released Brokeback Mountain. Did you know that? I did not know Ang Lee directed that. Yeah, Ang Lee directed oh, a... Brokeback Mountain in 2005, and then went on to direct uh, Life of Pi, and that one weird movie about Woodstock with the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, <laughs> that guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. I, I don't know what that movie is. Oh, no, I lied. It's a different weird nerd. It's Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin oh. is, is in the movie Taking Woodstock, which is... Fuck if I know. Um, the point is that we're doing uh, uh, The Hulk, which was the one of sort of like three reboots of The Hulk, kind of, basically. Yeah, this is like the... At least for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think most people would be like, oh, this is where the Hulk is from. But then they did a sequel to this movie, which has no reference to this movie and has an entirely different cast. No one is played by the same actor. So you're like, oh, I don't think it's supposed to be the same series. And then 
he appears in the Avengers as yet another entirely different actor. Yeah, because it's Eric Bana in Hulk's 2003, and then it's uh, and then it's um, Edward Norton in the 2008 in the Incredible Hulk, and then of course it's the guy's name fell out of my head just now uh, in the Mark Aven- Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo in the in the Avengers currently in the in the in the universe. So um, weird. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like odd because then. They really, when Marvel was like, oh, we're making our own universe, the Incredible Hulk is part of it. You're like, oh, I always just thought of Iron Man as the first one, but I guess Incredible Hulk is supposed to be the first movie. And then all of a sudden Thunderbolt Ross shows up in Civil War. Right. And I was like, really? So he comes back, but no explanation why it's a different person. (laughs) It's it's a whole other – I guess they did it with uh, an Iron Man 2. They were like, sorry, Terrence – was it Terrence Stamp? That's his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, where he was just like – I'm not coming back for a pay cut. And they were like, okay, well, you're not coming back then. Was it Cuba, though, in the first one? Mm-hmm. Are you talking the same person? It's Terrence Stamp in the first one. Oh. And then it's uh, Don Cheadle in the second one. Hmm, okay. Um, but yeah. We're talking about Machine, right? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about One Machine. Okay, I just want to make sure you're like, no, wait, what? I'm talking about something entirely different. Uh, uh, but the whole 2003 was a pretty big failure. It's got a very low score across the board in terms of reviews. It aggressively used some pretty crummy CGI. It also made the Hulk like a really co- like like Saturday morning cartoon neon green. Uh, yes, he also looks like a big baby. And, like yeah. his face looks like a baby's face. Yeah, he's got... not a very terrifying appearance. It's got Sam Elliott and Jennifer Connelly, uh, just and Nick Nolte. Play. I mean, like, before you say Nick Nolte, you're like, it's got Eric Bana, Jennifer Conley, and Sam Elliott. I'm like, all right, that's a good I like Eric Bana a lot. He's a good actor. I, I love Jennifer Conley. And then you're like, Sam Elliott? I'm like, hey, ever since Roadhouse, how could you say he's been bad? And then you say Nick Nolte, and I'm like, never mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no matter who else is in this movie. He just plays he just plays uh, uh, Mr. Banner in this movie, so I don't recall if it's a big role or not. I barely remember. I do, I do not remember this movie. The, he's the antagonist. Is he? Of the movie, yes. Oh, good and God. they have what has to be one of the most insane and terrible fight scenes at the end of a movie. Oh, God. It, like, when you watch it, you'll know what I mean. I'm looking forward to hearing your your thoughts. This movie is also a uh, – maybe it's not long for a comic book movie, but it feels aggressively long. It's over two hours long. I guess it's as long as Spider-Man 3, so Oof. it just feels really long. Yeah. The big battle scenes include him fighting the military – and him fighting uh, a poodle, which is hawked out. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, God, I want to throw up. Pokes, oh, Pokes they want to cancel the podcast. I want to cancel the podcast. <laughs> you know what? Just, we're going to stop recording. We're going to pick yeah. a new movie and just start again. We're doing the Nicolas Cage podcast now. Uh, I, I changed my mind. <laughs> You'll hear uh, no complaints from me. <laughs> so so we don't want to go too long, but there's just too much kind of big news we got to talk about. Uh, and and that was... something happened. Yeah, uh, uh, that was there was two major superhero franchise uh, trailer drops in like the same week. I think uh, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking of course of the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, uh, the second of two, uh, and the uh, the Justice League trailer, which I think had like more of a tear. I want to say. Well, uh, this is the first. Yeah, this was the first of like full length right. trailer. They had right. the teaser trailer, then they had done the teaser for the full-length trailer which i thought was an interesting plan was to make a like a 30 second teaser of the trailer i don't i mean i think there's been teasers of teasers 
during the Super Bowl. Like I think they just they yeah. just can't help themselves. Marketing. Yeah, it's like it's un it's impossible, not impossible. <laughs> so it's just a trailer, and we don't have a ton of time. So let's run it down real fast. Uh, we'll start with Spider-Man 2 Homecoming, one I both, the both of us thought was, uh, a pretty fucking good trailer, and it got us a little bit amped by the movies. Although, it's no surprise, I think it's pretty obvious we have a bit of a Marvel slant on this podcast. Yeah, but that's not really our fault, in a way. <laughs> that's DC's I mean, fault. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, outside of, like, the Batman films, name me another good DC film. Um, I'm not, and I'm said I'm gonna, I'm going to run down... <laughs> Exactly. Instead, I'm going to run down some pieces from the trailer. So, new suit. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a shot of him in a suit after apparently Tony Stark takes back the suit he wore in Avengers. Uh, it's the old sort of hooded sweatshirt, like cut off hooded sweatshirt with just sweatpants. It, uh, probably made popular during the well, not made popular, but during the Clone Saga, when which a clone of Spider-Man returns named Ben Riley as the Scarlet Spider. So if you're comic book nerds, which you probably are because you're listening to this podcast, you'll recognize the suit in the trailer, which is kind of a cool nod for, for nerds. And it's – yeah, yeah, I really like that, that, that it's a bit of a throwback, but it also has like a, a narrative purpose because, you know, he loses the um, Stark suit, which by the way, we see kind of better in action. We see that it's like a kind of flimsy like – like it's it's like a slanket. It's like a yeah, – yeah, yeah, exactly. With like a button that's that snap. If, if I could fucking – holy shit, Stark. Uh, I know you're fictional, but if you could make me – a a a a a blanket I could wear, and then when it's time to go out, I tap my chest, and it becomes like an outfit. Just please work on that. Just just get it going. Um, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, shots of Spider-Man doing his Spidey stuff is pretty cool. Uh, it appears Tony Stark may play a bigger role than I originally thought he would in the movie. Yeah, we also see that uh, Spider-Man's um, tracer. Or, like, his logo is, like, a tracer, a spider tracer of some kind. It flies off of his chest. Which is a, a old reference. Totally to proud of It was, like, actually there was one on top of his logo, and he could throw it. But it was – this is, like, a piece of, like, nanotechnology. Like, it has, like, a jet engine and, like, spider legs that move. So it seems like they're definitely putting in a lot of, uh, like, references to the old stuff, like, that Marvel loves to do. But they're also doing some kind of new stuff. Spider-Man appears to have a best friend, which I don't recall from any of the Spider-Man comics. Uh, his name is Ned in this movie. I think the Miles Morales Spider-Man had a friend that was reminiscent of his character, but I haven't yeah. read that a lot, so I don't know for sure. I'm fairly certain Miles Morales has a friend who knows he is Spider-Man and thinks it's, like, the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and, and I think that's where that like comes they from. They want to do I, yeah, which is cool. I like. I like it. I'm I'm a little iffy on that. I I'm really much of a fan of the loner Peter Parker. So I'll see how I feel about. I, I expect a lot of like jokes and out of it. I don't expect well, a lot of value. I'm kind of hoping that they they have him be the character that knows he's Spider-Man versus like the love interest immediately finding out he's well, Spider-Man, like the, the reboot. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. You're right. Um. Uh, we also get, of course, uh, shots of Michael Keaton playing Adrian Toomes or uh, Vulture. Yes, or Birdman. It's really up in the air. I, couldn't I fucking it. love that he's doing like, a Birdman character. And it... yeah, I thought that was insane. I was like, I wonder if this was planned. <laughs> like, if they really were like, think he'll do it? It's, his outfit's a little eccentric, but it, I fucking, Michael Keaton is the best. I'm really excited to see him. I think he's... Yeah, it looks like he's playing it very serious yeah and like you know he's a good actor so i i like it the suit does not look ridiculous like the vulture in the comics does 
And uh, I don't know what the story is, but it seems like there's an interesting thing that he's, you know, feels the need to protect himself via a vulture costume. Uh, we also get a shitload of Iron Man in this trailer. I, he's a huge presence in this movie. That's what I mean is I, I thought initially it was the movie would start maybe with him being, you know, dropped off or met up with. And it was just going to be that scene from the first trailer where they're in the car. But this seems like he shows up to help him. He shows up to yell at him. He does a couple other things. This also shows, though, that Iron Man has come back as, you know, in the Civil War. He sort of is like, I'm not going to be Iron Man anymore. And then him and Captain America get in his fight. And so it's interesting to see how if they play that up at all. Because, you know, it was sort of implied that he was going to be done doing the superhero thing. Yeah. Um, um, keep it rolling. Did we see a Shocker character in this trailer? I saw, we saw someone with, like, an uh, amped-ass taser, like, blast Peter yeah, through a I bus. Don't, I don't know what that was. It's like a guy has, like, a... Yeah, I saw that, too, and I, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a reference to Shocker, uh, like the poorest named character in the Marvel Universe. Yep. But, uh, there was there was a lot going on in that trailer. Uh, I'll have to go back and probably watch it a few more times. But I will say I, I was not super excited for the Spider-Man movie just because I was like, yeah, I've seen it. But this this sort of gives me a lot more hope because it feels like they're gonna at the most just hint at his origin story, which I am perfectly fine with. Removing it from the movies, um, it just looks like it's gonna be a pretty good movie. So maybe we'll do it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Moving on, we've also got a Justice League trailer drop. Like we said, it's the first I think full length trailer that isn't some sort of weird attempt at a marketing teaser um it gives us a lot in the movie though it does retread a lot of the scenes we saw a lot of barry allen in his in, in his like nerd den um yeah. a lot of batarangs being thrown uh a lot of dramatic waves splashing with aqua with aquaman in front of them um but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hints at smaller stuff in that trailer that's kind of overshadowed uh doctor's Elias Stone, I think his name is. He's from the Batman yeah. vs. Superman Dawn Justice in there, receiving a kind of mystery package indicating of a deeper plot. Um, I think that it has something to do with Lex Luthor, but again, I haven't seen... I believe it's the speculation that I've seen is people are saying it is... I forget what they're called. It's a box from... Uh, I can't even think of the Wherever Darkseid's from. Whatever the name of that planet is. Right, but, yeah, yeah. And it's like a box that's sent before they come to arrive because the villain of this movie would be Steppenwolf who is sort of like the hair bringer, the herald of Darkseid. He goes to a world first, sort of like the Silver Surfer before Galactus. Yeah. And- so no shots of him that I could really see. But I, this trailer, I don't know. It wasn't like a bad trailer, but it just felt like so much is going on, and it feels like a huge portion of the movie is just going to be them fighting, like, robot monsters and i'm like yeah i saw this already in the avengers and i it wasn't particularly interesting then either yeah and it was even less interesting the second time they did it in age of ultron so i was like i don't know if i really want another movie where it's just superheroes fighting faceless monsters that they can rip in half or whatever so one of two cliches this movie pops out in the trailer that made me really disinterested one is what you said that faceless waves of monsters do not make for interesting combat Give me a good or a series of good villains. It's what we're looking for. Um, worse, though, is that fighting teams seem to be taking place in a weird, barren CGI wasteland. Like, we're not getting, like, the cool um, Dawn of Superman. What was the most recent standalone Superman movie? Um, I can't keep Man them all straight. Man of Steel. Like, 
I didn't like necessarily adore that movie or anything, but the fight scenes with Zod through actual cities and set pieces was cool. We like yeah. that. Don't put us in like it, it's it, it's a Dragon Ball Z thing. It's like the easier it, to animate thing where it's like let's go on to the desert. Like, it feels like every time they make one of these movies. They answer a criticism by being like, all right, people were like, it's fucked up in the Man of Steel that he fights in the middle of Metropolis and kills what would have to be thousands upon thousands by throwing himself into buildings. And so they were like, oh, okay, well, don't do that this time. So in Batman vs. Superman, which I know you haven't seen, a huge portion of the fighting takes place in what appears to be a like Brooklyn-sized area of Metropolis, which is just uninhabited. It's just full of empty buildings and not a person in them. And Wayne Manor is located in, like, all of upstate New York. I mean, it's, like, insane. There's just nothing. It's just abandoned buildings. So when they get destroyed, you're just like, meh. But it's like, that's not what I wanted either. Like, I, the, the complaint is Superman shouldn't have let that guy keep throwing him into buildings. That was the complaint. Not that they fought in Metropolis. You know, and, and I, I feel like this is the same thing where they're like, we can't let them fight in the downtown because too many real people. You know, like, we don't want that again because people were annoyed by it. And so it's like, that's not what they want, though. And it feels like they answered the Batman vs. Superman was too serious with, we're going to make Batman broke-ass Tony Stark, and he's going to be making all sorts of little quips, which I do not like. Yeah, I don't care for that either. And it seems like Affleck might be kind of distasteful for that concept too, because uh, as from what I hear from a little bit of rumors popping around on the various uh, nerd sites, is that he's both maybe stepping away from the standalone Batman movie and looking at trying to walk away from the Batman as a whole. Yeah, I, I've heard similar, and actually I was looking up a list of comic book movies that was like recently published, and the Batman movie has been removed, and it just says Untitled DC Project for the time frame the Batman movie was supposed to come out. No words so, no words in the English language sadder than the Untitled DC Project. Yikes. Yeah, yes. Which is like, that's like everything for Fox is just Untitled X-Men Project, but it'll be interesting to see if he does stick with it. If he wants to walk away, I mean, these franchises are huge time commitments, especially yeah. for somebody who had really gotten into directing. So to wind it so, down, um, we've got uh, we've got lots of shots of Aquaman. Still not interesting me. It just seems like they're trying to add a rock star vibe uh, to Aquaman, who has a pretty goofy reputation. Uh, uh, so they're just trying to show him drinking whiskey in, in front of crashing waves, and I'm already bored of it. Um, Barry Allen seems fine. I don't have a problem with the depiction of him. I think I don't get why he's a kid, but that's fine. I'm cool I, with I don't it. Understand that one. Uh, uh, the Wonder Woman looks amazing. Gal Gadot looking fucking killing that role. I'm excited uh, to see the Wonder Woman movie. I'm excited to see anything she does. Absolutely. Whether it be just eat sushi or. <laughs> and then there's the one egregious thing that we both talked about before we were recording, which is that Cyborg looks goofy as hell. Yeah, I mean, it's it, to me, Ben asked me if it looked weird, and I said, to me, it reminds me so much of the Green Lantern, which is not something you once said. Don't ever. CGI a whole body but the face. Don't do it. Don't I, do I, it. And I, I don't get, like I said to Ben, Iron Man is a partially CGI, partially real, sometimes a guy in an actual physical suit. I don't know why they didn't try to have it be a dude with a partial suit on that they then CGI'd parts of so it looks like it's living and moving on its own or whatever he just looks so unnatural and in a world where i'm pretty sure this feels like a twilight movie where like nothing is they're just in front of a green screen there's not a real piece of uh you 
you know, set in the entire thing, he still looks fake compared to even the entirely fake background. And that's what we're going to so, get. We're going to get a, a full CGI body in front of a CGI background of, like, fake, fake melted terrain uh, fighting CGI monsters. And I'm not a kind of guy who says that CGI is the worst. I think, honestly, it's super important in enhancing practical effects. But don't fucking... What? Name a CGI movie that did all CGI and everyone loved it. The only thing that comes to... Is Avatar, but that wasn't necessarily even loved that much. I hate that movie. It's a steaming pile of shit, and I don't think the special effects are that great. They just look great because nothing is real in the scenes. That's why it looks like it's yeah. better than it is. And I guess the message is go all the way. Don't don't leave like a quarter of the I face. Guess, <laughs> like my problem is is in the clips. All I could one it's just tons of Batman driving a, a Batmobile that has guns on it, just shooting constantly, which I I don't like. But I just like watching. It, I was just like, oh, this is straight up both the Avengers movies, which I thought was one was good, two was the exact same movie, and I didn't care for it. Correct. That's... And it's just like, I, I feel they're going to make the same mistake. And the thing that really makes me almost positive that it's going to be a bad movie is they play a cover version of Come Together by the Beatles. Yeah. And anytime a movie plays a cover version of a brilliant song, it's never good. And if you need an example, check out Sucker Punch. They did a cover of Where Is My Mind, <laughs> and that movie is a steaming pile of horse shit. That theory may be sound. We'll find out. Which, now that I think about it, that's Zack Snyder, too. <laughs> God damn it, Snyder. This motherfucker hates original songs. Uh, uh, I will say, though, that he did kill it on that Watchmen trailer. That trailer was better than the movie. How I don't remember the trailer that much. I'll have to go back and watch it. Shut your mouth. We're done with this episode. <laughs> Not so excited for Justice League, but we'll both probably end up seeing both of them. Right? Maybe? Sure. Eh. <laughs> So I think that's it. I was going to try to talk to Ben about Iron Fist to get his opinion, but he hasn't watched it yet, so I don't want him to get too into it with somebody who doesn't know what I'm talking about. I just, you know so what? Send him letters to tell him to. Fuck you. I'll see you after we watch The Hulk. Oh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do a pilot project. I'm sure if any of you have been online, you've heard the mixed reviews Iron Fist has gotten, although I'm having a hard time finding the good reviews. Uh, so yeah, well, well, maybe we'll talk. Maybe we'll do a pilot project on that. Depends on how much of a our energy is zapped by <laughs> Ang Lee. Yeah. yeah, how much of it is just us deciding whether or not we want to continue the podcast? Let alone <laughs> do a pilot project. Our podcast has a lot of like crippling like uh, breakdown moments. Uh, I think. Yeah. That's how you know it's real. Yeah, it's just like thank God that like both of us you know know how to deal with sadness. I guess. Otherwise, this podcast would be over. We know how to deflect it with humor. Yeah, my therapist says stop doing the podcast, uh, but fuck that. Yeah, fired that bitch. Did you? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so that's it. We'll see you next week. Remember, the Incredible, or no, the Hulk. Angley. If you see, uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs>